Is your business protected against the threat of malicious litigation and frivolous lawsuits? Are you sinking company profits into marketing campaigns that do nothing to contribute to the growth of your business? Bottled Business Sense provides practical business perspectives that uniquely emphasize both legal and media marketing strategies to protect and ensure the longevity of your business. And whether you're trying to provide a startup business with some level of stability or an established business with foolproof asset and estate protection, or simply attempting to get a better return for your business marketing dollars, Bill Bernard and Rick Muscoso will expose potential pitfalls to ensure the security and growth of your business, free from unwanted expense and the threat of litigation. You'll learn how to implement marketing and protection tools equal to those used by today's most successful corporations. Let's join Bill and Rick for today's Bottled Business Sense Show. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to the Bottle Business Sense Show. It's 10 a.m. on our live stream today. Uh, thank you for joining us. If you are new to uh, the Bottle Business Sense Show, welcome. Uh, for those of you returning or watching the replay, uh, welcome back. You can always uh, uh, say hi, welcome, uh, or uh, put in any comments down below. Uh, whether you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, uh, we'd, we'd love to hear where you're where you're watching us from and uh, just say hi. So uh, with that, you have a great episode today centered around the topic of uh, entities. And for that, I am going to bring on my co-host, Mr. Bill Bernard. Yes, sir. How are you, Rick? How are you, everybody? It's good that, uh, that we're back on again and uh, that we have uh, an interesting topic, I think, to bring up, especially in these uh, dangerous times with with COVID-19 uh, around us all. And uh, what I thought I'd talk about today is uh, changing a business structure. You know, we've talked long on, early on, I should say, uh, about having a business entity. In fact, our first show was called uh, Entisize, which means that in order to have some sort of uh, liability protection, you should um, go ahead and, uh, and form a business entity. But what about changing a business entity and what about how COVID-19 might affect the current business status that you have? And even if it doesn't, uh, there are other extraneous factors that may affect uh, whether or not you want to change your, your uh, business uh, entity status. So let's talk a little bit about how businesses may evolve over time. And, uh, and then we can bring in some, uh, some specific issues about what might want to happen in order for you to decide that a change might be effective for you. Um, you know, sole proprietorships and general partnerships, something I've always frowned upon, are not state registered business entities. So um, you don't have any necessary paperwork to file, any kind of responsibilities towards state government, uh, to, to deal with, no meetings to hold, no articles of incorporation or articles of organization to draw up, no bylaws, that sort of thing. So, um, so those kinds of things might be a starting point for some people. And based on what we're going to talk about today may also come into play in terms of maybe you deciding that you want to uh, form your first formal business entity. So let's talk about some specific reasons why you might want to form your entity and or more specifically change an entity that you may already have to another existing entity. Well, there's also, there's always the personal liability aspect of it, personal liability protection. Um, 
we know that a sole proprietor, a general partnership, uh, they share the burdens of expense and liability. But what if you're a sole proprietorship or a general partnership and you decide to hire more employees now? What if your business is expanding? Well, you're going to need uh, some protection. And an LLC or some form of corporate structure, such as an S corporation or C corporation, is going to give you that personal liability protection. Okay. In other words, your home, your cars, all of your personal assets are protected as long as you maintain the entity structure in the way that state law requires. Um, what you have at risk is your business assets. But of course, you should have uh, business liability insurance, which would allow you to uh, pay a deductible on a claim and then have that insurance protect you for the rest of your business assets. So while your business as as assets might be exposed to a claim in some form or another, your, uh, your, your machinery, your, your, your business vehicles, that sort of thing, your personal assets are protected by way of a business entity. So growing your business may very well necessitate the establishment of uh, a business entity other than one that's not registered with the state, such as the sole proprietorship or a general partnership. But what about your self-employment tax burden? Um, let me give you a scenario. Um, by creating an S corporation um, for purposes of tax treatment, let's say you have an LLC and you're unhappy with the self-employment taxes that are being imposed upon you by way of the LLC. You might want to choose to change that LLC business structure to a degree and claim S corporation tax treatment. What does that mean? Well, that means that you convert to a C corporation for purposes of lowering Social Security and Medicare obligations. Because owners pay self-employment taxes on their wages and salaries, but not on income paid to them as distributions. We're going to talk about that in a little more detail in a minute. So an LLC, LLC's members are all in high individual income tax brackets and all profits from the business flow to their personal tax returns. It's a, it's a pass-through taxable entity, right? So your, your profits are going to you and you claim them for purposes of taxes under individual tax return. But the corporate income tax structure now is lower than on individual rates. So what if you took, uh, what if we took the LLC and changed it into a C corporation? As a C corporation, rather than all the profits flowing through to the business owner's personal tax returns, only their income from wages, salaries, and distributions would flow through to their individual returns. Therefore, profits left in the business while still getting taxed, because you have the double taxation for a C corp, are going to be taxed at the lower uh, corporate rate. So in that sense, a C corporation may be beneficial. But see, you have to weigh these things. You have to review all these things with your tax specialist to find out if the amount of money and the profits you're bringing in would be beneficial to you forming a C corporation. Because while you have the, the double taxation of the C corp, it may be that having most of these profits taxed at the lower corporate rate would be more beneficial for you. So these are things that you need to look into as your business grows, as you hire more employees, 
as maybe you're looking for more money to invest in your business. All of these things point to a C corporation as a potential choice as a business structure. Yeah, what Bill, I, we we talked about this uh, years ago. I think it was we had a uh, we had a, an accountant on the uh, on our on our previous show early on, mm -hmm. and um, <clears throat> she talked about, or we had her talk about the tax ramifications and uh, different structures that that different businesses should really consider as they start to expand. So I guess the point. Um, the point being is you definitely have to have a, a tax partner, uh, a tax specialist, like you, you had mentioned, in order to really understand, you know, which 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 situation is going to be best for your business. Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right. If you don't have a tax a tax uh, specialist, either a, a CPA or a tax attorney and then a, uh, a business attorney, uh Maybe you got a business attorney who can do as a tax attorney too, but if let's say you have a CPA and a, and a business lawyer, you got to have them on board. You don't wait to run into problems. You got to have them on board from the very start. Uh, anybody who doesn't do that is really uh, a little bit foolish in terms of wanting to start up a business that is uh, uh, recognizable that will continue to be profitable. Uh, you, you're you're going to have to you're going to have to really do that if you're if you're you know if you're serious about about making your business uh, successful. Now we talked a little bit about this the value of a C corporation in the last example I gave you, but let's go back to that self employment tax example that I brought up uh, initially because that's another issue that may want you to decide or may allow you to decide that if I have an LLC, maybe switching to a C corp. Uh, under the example I just gave you, isn't isn't going to work for me. But maybe switching, uh, keeping the LLC and switching to an S corp for purposes of taxes, uh, tax selection would be beneficial. This is important. Um, with an S corporation status, the corporation's profits and losses, as we said, flow through the personal tax return of the individual. The corporation's profits are taxed at the shareholder level according to the share of ownership at the applicable individual tax rates. Shareholders that are also employees of the corporation only pay self-employment taxes on the wages and salary that they take out from the corporation. Dividend income paid to shareholders is not su subject to self-employment taxes, meaning Medicare and Social Security. So you're a you're a, an owner of an LLC. You have you you take S corporation select status for tax purposes. Your wages and salary, if you're an employee as well of that uh, LLC, will be taxed at the individual income tax rate, pass through tax flow entity, right? But your dividends that you take out, uh, while 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 taxable, will not be subject to Social Security and Medicare. Only your wages and your salary as an employee will be subject to Social Security and Medicare taxes. Any dividends you received by way of excess profit from that company will not be subject to Medicare and, uh, and Social Security. So it's something to consider when you want to change your entity status uh, by way of tax purposes. Now, understand here, you've got two ways to do this. You can keep your LLC if you have one and change to S corporation status for tax purposes, or you can simply change your LLC to an S corporation, full full blown S corporation, and change the company uh, totally. 
those are things you're going to want to consider by bringing into uh, play other extraneous factors that we're going to talk about a little bit at the end of the broadcast, and I'll touch upon that in a minute. Let's talk about uh, S-corporation treatments for LLCs a little more specifically because I think it's important. Um, the individual income tax rate applies to all taxable business income as before, but not all of the income is subject to self-employment taxes, as we've just said. Um, the income paid as distribution is not self-employment taxes. We just talked about that, and that's very, it, it's important to bring that up again and emphasize that. Keep in mind that the salary that the LLC pays its owners must be fairly compensable for what you do in that LLC. So in other words, if you know your dividends are not subject to Social Security and, and Medicare taxes, but only to your personal income tax, you can't start taking uh, a lot of dividends and not pay yourself a decent, reasonable salary in order to escape Medicare and in, and uh, and Social Security taxes, because that's going to raise a red flag to the IRS. They're going to say, wait a minute, why are these wages so low? So again, you need to you need to really talk to your, your tax specialist to make sure that what you're taking out as a salary, uh, because you're also an employee of this LLC selecting S-corporation tax status, what you're making as an employee and what's fair and reasonable and compensable for the duties that you perform for the LLC. Now, if you're a silent owner of the LLC, if you're if you're if you're not an employee, that's a different story. You don't really have to worry about much other than the taxes you pay from the profits and the dividends. Um, so, what are some other objectives or or contingencies you might say that might make you consider changing whatever entity you might have uh, to another business entity? Well, what if you're trying to raise more money? We know that a C corporation is 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 uh, vastly used for selling stock that would provide a path for company to get more funds that it requires for additional growth. This is when you're really thinking about expanding into a into a a larger larger business. Remember uh, some other considerations when you think about changing a structure. So, in other words, you're thinking about this tr structural change because of some of the factors that I previously mentioned. But what about foreign ownership. Remember that LLC owners uh, can have non-U.S. citizens as a member of the LLC, but in S-corporation, you must be a U.S. citizen to be a member of that S-corporation. So these are some factors that you may want to consider and throw into the mix. And this is where your attorney would come in. You'd have a consultation with your attorney. You might have a consultation, frankly, with your attorney and your tax specialist all in one to bring all of these uh, factors into consideration and have you sit down. And, and that brings me to some basic steps that you might want to consider as we end the show. I want to bring up some of these really basic things that you might want to consider in helping you make a decision as to whether or not you should change your business structure. One, write a plan of conversion. Think about the factors and objectives that you're thinking about. Uh, get approval from the company's governing uh, individuals. If you have an LLC, the members. If you have an S corporation, your board of directors. Three, complete the state's requirements for the formation of the proper documents, articles of organization for an LLC, articles of incorporation for a C corp or an, or an S corp. 
complete the certificate of inversion, conversion, I'm sorry, number four, and that you can file online. And then finally, number five, file the new entity formation document and the certificate of conversion with the state. Make sure it's with the state, okay? And, and again, you can do that online. Um, remember that if you're going to be forming a corporate entity, you're going to have to draft bylaws and elect a corporate officers and a board of directors. Uh, so I finally want to talk about what are some of the eligibility requirements of a corporation, more specifically an S corporation, because that's the one people typically choose uh, when your business isn't gigantic, when you're not trying to raise a lot of money, and uh, also for purposes of selecting uh, your, 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 your tax classification. Remember that the IRS has eligibility requirements to form a C, an S corporation. You must have an LLC, a partnership, or a C corporation already in place if you're going to make this conversion. Your entity must be domestic, okay? It has to be a United States-based uh, entity. Your company must have 100 or fewer shareholders. Your shareholders, as I said, cannot be non-resident aliens, and your corporation can only have one class of stock, you are allowed to have voting and non-voting as one class of stock. And again, these are something, some things you want to discuss with your business attorney. And then, of course, you must file your Form 2553, which is an election by small business corporation form. It has to be filed online to select S corporation tax status. And finally, once you have this all in place, remember that none of this makes any sense if you don't maintain your, your company, you don't maintain your corporate status. And I'm specifically talking about a corporation now. You must select a board of directors. You must draft corporate bylaws. You must formally register your business by filing those articles that I just mentioned. You must obtain an employee classification number. Number five, you must apply all you must apply for all applicable business licenses and permits that are required locally where your business is. Number six, you must issue stock certificates. And number seven, you must comply with all legal and tax requirements such as submitting annual reports, holding board of directors meetings, holding shareholders meetings and keeping detailed minutes of your corporate meetings because otherwise it's going to be found to be a shell corporation and uh, anybody who comes after you will be able to reach your personal assets if they can prove that your corporation was just a mere shell for what you're really functioning as an individual uh, or sole proprietorship uh, in, in terms of your functioning business. So be careful of that. So these are some of the things that I think you need to need to look at. Uh, look before you leap. Consult with a business lawyer, with a tax specialist. Make sure you have them on board and make sure that they're there to give you uh, all of the advice that's required when you, uh, when you start this business or when you change uh, your business entity status from one entity to another. Okay? I hope that's been helpful and it, it, it's, it's very, very important. And again, with COVID-19, some of this, some of this may have affected your business in certain ways. Uh, 
to where you want to size down or to where you want to select a specific uh, status for tax purposes or where you're concerned about liability and may want to form a form a, a, an entity for one reason or another. All of these things play into the mix. And uh, again, that's where your specialist, your attorney and your tax person come into play. Uh, that's funny that you said that because I'm going to give a shout out here to Sharon Maslow. She's watching the uh, the live stream here. She says hi. Um, and so, uh, you know, I can't echo what uh, Bill the said. Tax guru, huh? the yeah, tax guru, yeah, the tax guru here. Well, I um, hope you've uh, approved, Miss uh, Masler, with everything I said. You know, you're the tax guru and I'm not. But uh, these are things that people need to know. And I've given them the basics. They need to consult with somebody like you when they want to really get into the specifics of what their own business is doing. Yeah, exactly. So uh, <clears throat> in any event, great uh, episode. I was going to ask you something, Bill. So uh, when so when a company does a conversion or uh, submits for a conversion from one entity to another, typically how long does that take? Well, that's a good question. With, with the way uh, things are going, uh, you know, with the state now, uh, people, I've, I've actually read an article on this recently. What I mean by that is this. The state is so backlogged with, uh, with various unemployment issues because of the virus uh, that a lot of people think it doesn't flow over into other departments, but it does cause a backlog to some extent. But typically, once you make this change, once you make the conversion, it doesn't take very long at all. It could take, uh, in fact, you, you may be able to do it uh, on an expedited basis, but it could take anywhere from uh, 30 days to 60 days or longer. Uh, I've, I've known clients that have done it within a period of two weeks, but those weren't during these times. So I would let your attorney handle it and uh, let your attorney keep uh, abreast of what's going on and, uh, and check back on the, uh, the website for, for the status of what's going on uh, once you file the conversion papers. But that's a hard question to answer. I don't think there's any typical time guidelines that, that I would feel comfortable giving. Yeah. Well, great. That's all great information. Um, you know, we've talked about and Bill has uh, discussed this in length in many different episodes across uh, our years here. And you can always uh, look for that on our website at bottlebusinesssenseshow.com. Uh, catch us. Well, if you're watching us on Facebook, here we are, or YouTube. But you can also see... Uh, uh, see more info on Twitter and LinkedIn. And if you by need way, to... By the way, if, you, if anybody is uh, wants to go back and review um, that specific show that we had with Sharon some years back, which which was, uh, gosh, quite a while now. It must have been, what, three, four years, maybe longer. Yeah, yeah. That show, I believe, was one of our highest rated shows. So... Uh, uh, that might be something that would be worthwhile by going to our website uh, to to check that out or at YouTube. And Rick, you can give them that information if you would. That'd be great. Yeah. You know what I'll do is uh, I'll look back in the archives and get the URL and I'll post it both in uh, uh, underneath this video in YouTube and Facebook. And then that way you can just have a direct link to that uh, that episode. So um, folks, and if where you can they find us, Rick, typically? I know you... Uh, if they go to YouTube or they, uh, uh, obviously we have bottle business and show.com. And I guess on YouTube, you just punch in bottle business and show, but, yeah. but, uh, but that's really all they need to know in order to find us on any social media site. Right. Yeah. Basically on uh, Facebook, YouTube, we're at bottle business and show same with, uh, uh, 
uh, Twitter and LinkedIn. So um, we're pretty much, uh, you know, centered around these four main platforms, or you can go to the site as well. We have the uh, live stream directly uh, feed it, fed into our website along with the replay. So for catching you on the replay um, and you have more questions, you can always reach out to Bill um, at this information here. I'll also post this uh, in the information below this video. So uh, with that, Bill, any uh, closing comments? Any closing yeah, thoughts? Yeah, I just want to mention for any watch geeks out there, uh, we are, Rick and I are going to start on June 20th, a, a watch review and watch sales show. Uh, we're going to stream it live. I'm going to have everything from high end to low end pieces available to look at, uh, and to talk about and to educate people about. And, uh, uh, I'm also going to have from time to time pieces that would be for sale that people could want to purchase because we have a site called FB watch forum which you can also find on Facebook. And uh, we're, we're really, we really enjoy this. This is really totally for fun. Of course, this show is for fun, but also for educational purposes. Uh, the other show is just going to really be for a lot of fun. And uh, if you know any watch geeks out there, uh, anybody that uh, loves timepieces, uh, then please tell them about it because uh, Rick and I are going to, are going to uh, really, uh, show off our wares so to speak. yeah well i i will preface it with i am a extreme newbie when it comes to this and just like bill's shirt says he is a watch geek champion <laughs> so uh you don't want to miss it if you're new to watches uh, you're gonna you're gonna learn a lot from this gentleman right here so i'm really right. looking forward to to doing that and and showcasing some of the time pieces that he has it's what old folks do in the spare time <laughs> there you go all right. Um, we haven't, uh, uh, probably in the next couple of weeks, we'll post it to the website and all our social platforms when the next episode is. Typically, it's uh, bi-monthly. Uh, as soon as we determine which uh, which week that is, I'll, I'll post it on and it'll probably be in, in two, probably in two weeks. Huh, Bill? Yes, uh, I would say... Yeah, we, we, we try to do it bi-monthly. So some we try to do it bi-monthly. It's not always on a strictly two weeks to two weeks schedule, but uh, but we'll make sure we post it in plenty of time for anybody who's interested. Awesome. Well, uh, thanks again, Bill, for your expertise. Really appreciate it. Reach out to Bill at the information below if you have more questions. And you can also uh, watch the replay on Facebook uh, and YouTube or reach out to us on uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, or bottlebusinessandshow at gmail.com for any additional questions. Thanks everyone for joining us. We will see you in a couple of weeks and uh, be on the lookout for the invite for the Watch Geek, uh, Facebook FB uh, Watch Geek Forum live stream. That's gonna be coming on the 20th of June. So can't wait to see you guys there. And uh, with that, Bill and I are out. Yep. Thanks Take for joining care, us. Everybody. All right.